0: Well, he'd just done it for the fifth time in the chat, and it was a meeting I was helping facilitate, and we finally decided to boot him off the whole uh, webinar and stop him getting back in. Hopefully, you're not making that same error, and if you are, here's some tips to stop you doing that. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast. It's for you, the busy real estate investor who wants to stand out from the crowd and attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. My name's Paul Copcut, and each week, we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic and how you can apply it to your real estate investing business. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, And actionable so you can begin to implement quickly and easily to get the results you want in your business. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you Brandtastic. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the REI Branded Podcast. Probably like me with just over a year of COVID now at the time of this recording, uh, things are starting to look like they're going to open up, but it could still be some time. So you're probably still attending lots of online meetings. And I think it's a missed brand opportunity for many people because we're now getting so zoomed out that we're almost in automatic mode when we're attending webinars and online meetings and we're really not maximizing the opportunity for our businesses and for our brands uh, that you should be doing. Uh, with these kind of opportunities. So this week, I wanted to share with you some some lessons from some recent uh, online events that I've attended and uh, helped facilitate, and some tips around how you can be building your brand before, during, and after an event. The project management tool that I use uh, to manage my client's business is, is an online software as a service called Basecamp. And the CEO, Jason Freed, had a quote about meetings, which I, I like and I wanted to share with you. Uh, he said, meetings should be like salt, a spice sprinkled carefully to an enhancer dish. Too much salt destroys a dish. Too many meetings destroy morale and motivation. Now, he was talking, obviously, about uh, employee meetings and uh, you know some of you may be in that situation. Uh, a lot of you are going to be self-employed, but many of you are in a situation where you're attending client meetings or employee meetings and and that could be very well the case. But I think it's the case in in anybody's instance where you're attending online meetings and webinars and you know you're attending multiple uh, types of those meetings each day and each week and and we're becoming. Tired of it, you know. We're becoming worn out. Uh, it's not a, it's not what we're designed as humans to I- interact like, and and you know we're finding it difficult to to maintain our enthusiasm and excitement for for being in online meetings. I'm sure at the beginning, like like me at the beginning of COVID, you maybe were quite excited about the fact that you didn't have to jump in a car and drive somewhere to go to a meeting, and and you had all this extra time. But now it's it's you know the novelty is well worn off for people. When you're thinking about attending meetings, I, I think you do need to be selective. You, you do need to think about, you know, what are the objectives or the goals that you're setting yourself for attending that meeting in the first place. You know, is it there? Are you, are you attending to generate leads or generate business? Uh, are you there to increase your knowledge? Uh, Are you there to engage with others? Whatever the reason, whatever the goal, uh, it's important that you're actually clear about what that goal is, uh, first and foremost. And when you're looking at events, you're looking at that pre-event, so kind of step one is be sure that you can find an agenda for that meeting. It's, It's difficult to not attend you know, mandatory, I say mandatory type meetings for employees or or for clients uh, where there isn't an agenda, it's difficult to get get out of those potentially. But, you know, where you have the the option to attend or not, I would strongly recommend that you look for the details of the meeting, what they're promising to deliver, uh, how long it's going to be. It amazes me how many people, you know, put meetings out there or, um, webinars and, and give give you no indication of how long it's going to be. I attended a, a webinar just the other day and a it was like a one of those ones where you kind of found the details and it was almost an immediate webinar. I found the details late. Um, and what I thought was going to be a 30-minute webinar uh, was actually going to end up being a 90-minute webinar. Well, that's a completely different piece of planning that you're going to have to make to to make that uh, worthwhile and an investment of your time so make sure that you're looking you know for as much detail as possible uh, the the less there is a description the less that they're promising uh, the bigger the red flag as as far as i'm concerned so certainly be cautious with that also look at who's speaking um not just from you know do you recognize them or not but uh, do a search, uh, do a Google search and see if they've spoken elsewhere. See if there's feedback from other events where these speakers have attended and what do people think of the information that they've shared. You know, was it valuable? Uh, that's another way that you can determine pre-event, whether it's even an event that you want to attend. And also uh, do a search. It's It's very unlikely that event organizers are going to share their attendee list, uh, but they do quite often put out hashtags for meetings, encourage people to share the the fact that they've registered so do a search for that hashtag or for that uh, conference hashtag and see who else might be already uh, registered and saying they're going again that might give you an indication is you know are these the type of people that you want to be potentially engaging with, or are these the type of people that are looking for that level of knowledge or uh, the the type of business conversations uh, that you potentially could have? Are they the type of people that you want at your event or or to be at the event you're going to? And then once you've decided on registering for the event, um, share it yourself. Uh, Let people know that you are going. It's not only for you to kind of put it out there and and maybe uh, have other people like you interested and, and they decide to attend as well, which obviously enhances the goals that you have around uh, having like-minded people there or the people that you want to meet with. but it's also a brand building exercise. It, it puts a notice out there that you're spending time investing in yourself, you're spending time investing in your professional or personal development and it says to people you're not standing still uh, you're you're involved you're, you're enhancing what you're you're offering or what you're doing as a, as a professional. Also, uh, don't be afraid to reach out to the organizers uh, and the speakers ahead of time. Um, Maybe it's a simple quick message saying you're looking forward to hearing them speak, or it could be that you have some specific questions that you would like answered by certain speakers or by the organizers, uh, and then make sure that um, you you let them know ahead of time that you're going to be engaged and you're interested, and, and it raises, again, your profile with the organizers and the speakers who are going to be attending the event. So that's pre-event. So once you've decided this is the event, make sure that it's obviously booked into your calendar, make sure that you give yourself the time and the space to to attend. And then during the event, I know it's very very tempting uh, online in particular of course is the distractions. You know, you leave the email on, you have the second screen open to to check for any uh, chat messages or um slack or whatever else you're using to keep in touch with your business try to not do that uh, try to turn off the distractions be present you've invested the time you've done the research this is an event you want to be at this is an event you want to add to your knowledge or your network or your business so put that time aside don't try and multitask. You, You'll you'll end up switching yourself off from both and not being performing well in in either area. So, if you've invested the time, you know, turn off the distractions, and and be present for the event. Also, uh, make sure that in in terms of getting involved, you you've sent things ahead of time, maybe to the organisers and and speakers in terms of asking questions. You know, if there are polls that they're putting up there, if they're looking for people's interaction, you know. Classic kind of icebreaker questions at the beginning where's everybody from or what are you hoping to get out of this event or this this session? Uh, get involved uh, get involved in the chat, answer the polls um, make sure again it helps with your engagement it helps you stop being being distracted. I attended a webinar very recently, uh, which was excellent and it's actually the it was actually the reason why i uh, decided to do this episode of this podcast because it was such a well-put-together webinar that they really answered the the before, during, and after that I'm, I'm going to talk about today. And they really did both give a very clear description of what to expect. They, they engaged everybody during the event, really got Get things, kept things moving forward, kept things different, changing things around to keep you interested and, and engaged. And then they were great with the follow up after the event. Uh, but you know, the one thing you want to be careful of when you're getting involved is getting, I'm going to say, over enthusiastic. Um, I've seen it even worse than that. Uh, a couple of examples. I was on a, I was on a call a few months ago. Um, with somebody that I, I follow and, and think very highly of. And uh, one particular person was in the chat and being very enthusiastic, should we say. And she was answering people's questions in the chat um, that were directed at the, the facilitator or the speaker. Um, they, she, she was offering extra uh, resources, extra um, links and things like that. And to be honest, it became a little bit annoying, um, to the point where somebody else uh, called her out on it in the chat and said, "You know what? This is not your meeting. You weren't on the agenda." And it, you know, it's it was a quite a, you know, a fairly public kind of put down, um, justified uh, to some degree for sure. But what was worse for this person? is that the, the speaker, the facilitator, um, was using the chat to do live Q&A throughout the, the presentation. And so he was reading out uh, the chat. Uh, and sometimes it wasn't a question and he realized that and he kind of stopped halfway through but he he actually caught that that piece of chat where this person was calling out this uh, this woman for being over and and completely read the uh, the put down out live uh, and so she ended up not just being put down in the chat but also being kind of reinforced by being put down uh, by the facilitator re- facilitator reading it out as well and the the thing i mentioned at the beginning of this podcast uh, when I was helping facilitate and run an event um, for a client uh, we had somebody that was again heavily involved in the chat but the the thing that was distracting and that uh, we finally eventually made the decision to to remove them from the webinar was that they were not just you know enthusiastic and in getting involved they were trying to one-up every speaker that was at, at the event. They were trying to show that they had more knowledge than the speakers, which, okay, fair enough. If if you have that knowledge and, and you're trying to be resourceful, that's one thing. But it didn't come across as that. It, it almost came across as uh, I know more than whoever you're listening to, so you should listen to me in the chat and not to the speaker. I did a quick search, background search, of the person as uh, the event was going on, and then checked in with the client and said, "Well, actually, you know, they they have programs and and uh, events that they're trying to sell or promote. They didn't actually put the link in the chat, which would really have been the worst thing to do. Very, I, I think, very brand damaging and kind of very poor show. Um, but they were obviously trying to get people to check them out uh, surreptitiously, and so we finally agreed." You know, it was probably better that they they were a distraction in the chat, and and we removed them and and blocked them from coming back into that webinar. So be very careful when you're when you're involved in um, enthusiastically involved in events that you don't overdo it and and you become the know it all that uh, that nobody wants to to listen to. Also, you can use the uh, during the event you can use things like private messaging if there are certain people that you've identified that you want to try and reach out to and and network with. Uh, a lot of the online platforms, Zoom in particular, but others, uh, give you the opportunity to message privately people in the chat. So that that can be a great way to to make that initial initial connection uh, with somebody that you've identified. But don't be sleazy. Don't be spammy. Don't suddenly make it all about you. Um, maybe just you know enough to say, "Hey, it'd be great to have the opportunity to catch up with you." with a call later on or another time or um, the type of thing that you would typically do at a live event, you know, looking to catch up with somebody with a coffee or a drink or something, um, but doing it in a virtual way uh, and for some time in the future, obviously not during the event that you're attending. And then we come on to the third stage after the event. Um, so following up, thanking the speakers, thanking the organizers, just a quick email or a quick message um, is, is always a good Good form and and again good term in terms of building uh, awareness of who you are, your visibility your brand visibility, follow up with the connections you've made. you know you've invested time, so you know don't waste that investment of time by not following through uh, with any of the connections or any of the uh, actions that you promised that you would take uh, before or during the event. Do something with the follow up content and resources that are typically sent out. You know, digest it uh, if that's what you want, um, file it away if need be, but do something with it so that it's not just sitting there and it just becomes another uh, another email in your inbox that eventually gets deleted or forgotten. Um, y- use the resources in some way. One great way, uh, not necessarily sharing it directly, but sharing on social media that you uh, have attended that event. Uh, you could do a blog post summary, for example, so you've got content for your own your own website. You could do a quick video with what you felt were the highlights of the event or the or the uh, the webinar. So you know, sharing with uh, showing again with uh, people that you are uh, continuing to develop yourself, continuing to add to your knowledge, continuing to be a professional influence again uh, is great brand building. Uh, for, you know, for the future. And then finally, taking a look back at those goals that you set yourself for, for the event and measuring the value that you got against those goals. Now, sometimes that that may take a little bit longer. If it's lead generation, you don't know uh, straight away whether that lead is going to turn into something more. but But at least you can kind of get an initial reaction as to, you know, was that a good investment of my time? Because the chances are it's going to be at least thirty minutes, often sixty, sometimes much more. Um, you know you could be doing a lot of other things. So you want to be sure that whatever time you are investing uh, in online events, uh, and I don't think online events are going to disappear. I think we're going to see hybrids of online and and in-person events for for some time. and you know some some events and some organizations may never go back to in person. Uh, so you want to be sure that any time that you're investing, uh, in events, uh, be it in person or online, but online in particular, that you're getting a, a return for you, for that time invested, in the, and and um, and it has value for you. So, in summary, you know we're all zoomed out. We're we're definitely worn out by by being online all the time. And you want to be thinking: if I am going to be investing that time, being selective, finding the right events, finding the right subjects, um, so that you're adding to your professional and, and personal development, setting some goals around those events, doing some, some pre-event uh, research, doing some pre-event reach out, being uh, fully engaged when you're at the event, not being distracted, and also not being the know-it-all. And then after the event, making sure that you're um, doing the follow-up, doing the follow-through <laughs> sharing um, with others what you thought, and, and measuring the value of those events. Uh, I hope that's been uh, helpful. Uh, have yourself a brandtastic day and enjoy the next online event that you attend. And if you're wondering where your real estate investing brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free REI brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.